how did you keep that joyful spirit in what you were doing? I mean, for me, it's about perspective. Look, what, what I'm doing now, what Moms for Liberty is doing all across the country, yeah, it's, it's hard work and sometimes you get dejected. You feel like people aren't really listening to you, but you see a better way. But one thing I've always realized is the sun comes up tomorrow. My kids are still gonna love me tomorrow. Um, as a dad, I'm gonna do everything for them tomorrow. I'm asleep, I'm gonna get up, I gotta tie my shoes, I gotta, you know, I gotta brush my hair, brush my teeth. These things come and go. Joyful Warriors, we have such a special guest right now, and I'm so excited to interview Byron Donalds. Byron is the husband of a very good friend of Moms for Liberty, Erica Donalds, who is on our advisory board, a fellow mom who ran for school board, won and served in Collier County, and is now working to transform public education with classical charter schools. So um, big shout out to your wife. I know I'm here to interview you, but I'm a big Erica Donalds fan. Although that's fine. I'm a fan too. <laughs> or I better be or else I'm be in trouble. So you have three boys, is that right? Three and boys. what are their ages now? 19, 15, and 11. All right, so I've got 17, 15, 13, and 11. I've got one extra stuck in, one girl, three boys. One girl, three boys. One girl, three boys. May the Lord bless you and that keep is, you. That is right. <laughs> teenage boys are something. I was talking about the teenage girl. Oh, no, the girl's easy. Oh, okay. I'm good with the girl. All right. I'm good with okay. the girl. So you served in the Florida House. Now you serve in the House of Representatives. I watched... You do an interview that was beautiful where someone said to you, Byron, are you concerned about retribution for taking a stand as speaker? And you said, and let me see if I get this quote right. You said, man, I'm 6'2", 275. I'm not worried about retribution. Did I, did I get that you got approximately it right. right? You got it right. You got it right. You adding levity in a moment where there could be a lot of people that would say there would be retribution, right? To take a stand against what we've seen as establishment or people standing in line for office, right? To disrupt that process. Our moms are disruptors too sometimes in their own local community. So can you give them some advice about, you know, kind of keeping your wits about you? keeping a sense of humor, right? And enjoying what you're doing, but working in the spirit as a joyful warrior, because really in that moment, that could have been, and, and a lot of people wanted to turn it against you, right? They wanted to create more division with the, the Republican Party. You were very joyful in the work that you did. Right. How did you keep that joyful spirit in what you were doing? I mean, for me, it's about perspective. Look, what, what I'm doing now, what Moms for Liberty is doing all across the country, yeah, it's, it's hard work and sometimes you get dejected. You feel like people aren't really listening to you, but you see a better way. But one thing I've always realized is the sun comes up tomorrow. Yeah. My kids are still gonna love me tomorrow. Um, as a dad, I'm gonna do everything for them tomorrow. I'm asleep, I'm gonna get up, I gotta tie my shoes, I gotta, you know, I gotta brush my hair, brush my teeth. These things come and go. Yeah. And I think that the key thing to understand for me has always been, even though we might have disagreements, we all really do want the same thing. I think there's some people who want something completely different, and that's another argument for another day. But most Americans, most people want the same thing. And so to try to keep the, 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 the value of, 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 of those relationships, to try to really just make sure you keep the perspective of life. Because as we're arguing about who's going to be Speaker of the House, most Americans are just trying to figure out 
Are the schools open? Yup, my kid's got to go to school. Did he do his math homework? Um, is he being taught right? That's is a big one. Is he even learning math in is school, he right? It? Yeah. Um, how am I going to feed my family? What's going on in my company? Am I, me and my buddy still going bowling later? Right. You know, is, is my golf game going to be hampered? Is there a storm coming? There's so much more going on in life than just politics. And I think that people have gotten it, got it twisted in our, in our area that this is the only thing. It's a part of our life. Right. But it's not the only thing in life. And I always try to keep that in the forefront of my mind, even though we, we tackle a lot of tough issues and we really have to fight hard on key issues. And there's some things in the country that we have to reverse course on. But when my time is done, I'm a human being. I'm an American. You go back to being a I dad. I go back to being me. Yeah. yeah. And you're always going to be called dad, no matter if you're the governor of the state of Florida, if you're the president of the United States. Who knows what hold, what, what the future holds for you, Byron. Right. So let's just talk about Florida for a sure. second, if we could. You're a resident of Florida. That's where you raise your family. I live in Florida. Um, during a time of COVID, when there were so many questions about the future of our country and freedom, we did see Governor DeSantis take a stand mm -hmm. and really rooted in the founding principles of our country. And, and, you know, there are always risks in every decision you make as a leader, right? But to lead with the founding principles, I think, was really what Floridians were inspired by, right? He trusted us mm -hmm. to raise our family. What do you see around the country now as, as moms and dads are watching Governor DeSantis? And we see some other governors standing up now, too, right? What does the future look like for America and parental rights? And how important has Florida been, I think, in moving the country forward? I'm curious. Well, I, I think the future is bright for that. Um, I'd always remind people that, you know, before governments, before cities, there were families. And there were families before it, there's gonna be families after it. Um, I don't, my, my kids aren't raised by the state, they're raised by me. Uh, my kids don't belong to the local county commission, they belong to me. I'm the one that makes their medical decisions, they don't make them, those are my choices. And so the parent has to be first in line. Not an institution, not an expert, not a bureaucrat, that mom and that dad, they are first in line on every single decision. So I think parental rights are only gonna grow. What we've seen from Ron DeSantis, which was tremendous leadership in a time of, you know, of, of chaos. Of, yeah, absolutely. Everybody was nervous, everybody was afraid, nobody knew what was coming next. And what you see now is other leaders say, you know what? I can do that. We can do this and, and get back on track. I think it's a, it's a powerful thing. But I always wanna make sure I, I give credit because you know Ron has done an, an amazing job as our governor, but the parental choice, the parental first movement, I started with Jeb Bush almost 30 years ago. And I know some people are like, oh man, why are you bringing up Jeb Bush? Jeb Bush is the one who started the charter school movement in Florida. You know, New York City was the incubator. Florida was the first state to say, we're doing this as, as a function of how we educate children. That was the first step. So no matter where we go in the, in the, in the, in the battle for parental rights, be, them being first in line, we always have to take count of how long of a battle this has been. All of the different people who have been a part of it. The times where it wasn't clear how this was going to work and you needed leaders to just step forward, take the risk and see it through. And I think now the wind is at our back with respect to moving parental rights through the country. And we're gonna see more changes and more innovation. It's gonna be a beautiful thing. I think so too, and I think it's the big tent. I really think it's the one thing that we're gonna be able to pull people together past political lines, past racial lines, religious divide, to say we're all parents. You have the fundamental right to raise your kid. I do too, and we're gonna have respect for each other in that. 100%. Last question, 76% sure. of our candidates that were endorsed last year in 2022 for school board, we endorsed in over 500 races. 
76% were first-time candidates. People that had never served in political office before. Just some advice for people that may be looking at the political landscape, never have been involved in politics or government before, but are thinking about taking the step to run for school board or other local office. Any advice for them? Oh, man, plenty. Number one, God bless you. Yeah. Because running for school board is one of the toughest jobs in politics. It's a hard job. You don't get the fanfare of Fox and CNN. <laughs> no, <you don't. laughs> um, most people don't really know who you are, but you are on the front lines of probably the toughest uh, institutional battle, and that is public education. Yeah. Public education has been in charge for a hundred years, and it's in in some respects, it's a who moved my cheese for them. Mm. You know, it could be good stuff, but because they didn't design it, it's terrible. You're having to fight against that all the time. So, number one, cool heads must always prevail. Number two, I would say make sure you do everything you can to work with your business community and your local realtors. Yeah. Because those are your two outfits in any community that actually have a, a, a focus on education in the community. You need them on your side. And then the last part I would say is always be solutions focused. Always be solutions focused. Because the different... Uh, internal squabbles that come, the hurt feelings, the shouting matches, that stuff comes and goes. But if your solutions are the things that always drive you, even your adversaries have to respect you. So that would be my advice to anybody I, looking to do that. I think that's wonderful advice. Byron Donalds, thank you for joining us on the Joyful Warrior podcast. Thank you for modeling what it looks like to be a joyful warrior yeah. in America today. We really appreciate your time. All right, thank you. Thank you. Okay, so this is so exciting. We have someone very special joining us on the Joyful Warrior podcast. It is Kaya, Libs of TikTok. Kaya, so thank you so much for joining us. Our moms uh, have been watching what you post. And I spoke at a uh, State Board of Education meeting in Florida where the Commissioner of Education was talking about uh, revoking the license of teachers who break the law. And I said, if there are teachers that are breaking the law, they should lose their license. And thank you, Libs of TikTok, for showing us what is really happening. So a lot of people might say it's an exaggeration. Tell us, how bad is it really? How many of these videos are really out there? Um, I would say it's so much worse than I will ever be able to expose on my account. And I know that sounds really demoralizing, um, but thankfully for accounts like Lives of TikTok, for all the moms, what Moms for Liberty is doing across the country, and there's so many other sort of independent um, people who are taking notice and standing up and speaking out, um, I'm actually really hopeful. I think we're gonna take back public education. We're already seeing huge wins across the country. Um, but I just want to tell parents out there that if you have a child in a public school, um, chances are, I would say there's a 98% chance that they have pornography in their school library. Um, there is a very high chance that they have a whole DEI initiative in the school and they probably celebrate Pride Week too. So it's really, really scary what we're seeing in the public schools. I'm barely scratching the surface. Um, but I think that what I've done is I start is I help to start that conversation 
Um, and now a lot of other people are also contributing and jumping in. And um, I think the best way to, to sort of fix the system is to just expose what they're doing because their views don't hold up. So we just have to keep showing the country what these people in public education are doing to our children. So I've watched you doing different interviews. I've had the, the pleasure of watching you now that you're speaking out publicly. And I want to thank you, first of all, for being public. So many of our moms uh, are a part, they get canceled, right? And they get doxxed. And I know that's happened to you. It's happened to me. I want to say thank you for having the courage to not be anonymous, to show your face and to stand up for what you believe in. I think it inspired a lot of our moms. I'm curious, one question that hasn't been asked, what was the first video that you saw that you were like, whoa, America needs to see this? <laughs> Do you remember? So I think one of my earliest viral videos and actually one of the first ones that, that, act, that had sort of a follow-up action taken um, was a video of a teacher in California and she basically had her students pledge allegiance to the Progress Pride flag. Um, at the same time, mocking the American flag. And, um, and this is liberal California and even they were outraged. I mean, she was fired. And that video was one of my earliest ones to go viral within the public school, uh, you know, the public education um, sector. And um, I mean, since then, there have been so many more. Obviously, we've, we've had a, close to three dozen teachers fired. We've had so many schools, you know, had to remove pornography. Um, and it just shows the power of just shining a light on on what they're doing. And to, to touch upon what you said earlier, um, like I know it's really scary. So there are moms out there that want to do something or even teachers and they want to do something, but they're scared. They could lose their job. Um, they could get canceled. They could get doxxed. And, um, and I, I feel that. I mean, all that has happened to me. And I, if you see something and you think that this needs to be exposed, um, but you can't do it, then you should contact someone who can. Um, I don't want anyone to lose their jobs. I don't want anyone to get docs or canceled. So, um, you know, moms, just be on the lookout. Uh, teachers as well, be on the lookout for anything. And you can always send it to any of your Moms for Liberty chapter. You can send it to me. You can send it. There are so many people now who would be so happy to use their platform to help you. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think the other thing is that the left will use the left uses bullying as a weapon to silence their opponents. So, and then when that doesn't work, they'll actually dox you, right? Like they showed up to my house to dox me. Um, and I mean, look, I think you just have to be. If this try isn't to be worth brave. fighting for, right? I mean, if if our kids aren't worth fighting for, their innocence, the demoralization we're seeing of the kids in the schools, it has to stop. And I and I think we just give you a ton of credit. The last question I have for you is is this. We're seeing a lot of fights on social media, and, and I served as a school board member. I don't think America's seeing a fraction of the violence that is actually happening in our public schools. There are, there are arguments from people saying that we shouldn't be sharing these things, um, that it's too much, that it's desensitizing people to what's happening. But I, 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 happen, I have to think, I remember there was a little girl that was shot in Chicago walking across the street. She was eight years old. She was shot in the head. She was holding her mom's hand. Oh, my God. And I remember hearing about it and reading about it and thinking to myself, all of America needs to see this mom 
cradling her daughter who has just become a victim of the violence in Chicago. So it's this balance between showing everything so that people really see what's happening, but then also trying to be sensitive or not create, not normalizing this stuff. Do you have any thoughts on that? I think um, this comes up a lot when I talk about the pornography in schools. You know, people are like, oh, you should censor it because this stuff is so graphic and it's really difficult to look at. But to really show the reality of what's actually happening, I think we just have to be really blunt. And it's sometimes really depressing and it's really dark. Um, but it's the only way it's the only way to really expose it and to have action taken. Um, and I mean, the. The fight, those fight videos you're referring to, I've been seeing so many of those. It's really horrifying. It's, it, it's not just the sexualization of, of kids in schools. It's also that, and I think a lot of that comes from 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 DEI initiatives. Um, so there's really so many aspects where the left has taken over public education, and I, I think we're going to take it back. We we don't have another choice. We have to. We don't have another choice, and I just want to thank you for showing the inside of classrooms at a time during COVID when schools use that as an opportunity to push us out even farther you were able to show us the inside of classrooms and why it is so important for parents to be there and active in their kids' education. So thank you for everything you're doing. We very much appreciate you. We will continue to support you. Um, Libs of TikTok, if you don't follow them on Twitter, social media, you definitely should. Thank you so much, thank Kaya, you. for joining us. Of course, thank you.